The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Raising teens alone can be brutal. It becomes easier when you are co-parenting with the universe. Welcome to my new podcast, Co-Parenting with the Universe. In case that's the first time you arrive here, my name is Muriel Falous. I am a coach and a tapping practitioner. And my goal here is to give you the tools to be as aligned as possible and as aware as possible about your inner resources, as well as how to tap in the guidance and the assistance of the universe to help you parent your kid. Today, I have a returning guest. I really loved having her in my former podcast. So I thought I would invite her again because she was great. And I personally had readings with her that were very, very useful. Her name is Neta Campanella, and I will let her introduce herself. That way it will be more accurate than anything I could say. Hi, Neta. How are you? Hi, it's so nice to be back. I love, I always love speaking with you and I'm really excited about our topic for today, which is going to be a really good one. And I think a lot of, you know, everyone listening can get some good benefit out of it. So I'm glad to be here. I'm an astrologer. I live in Boulder, Colorado, and astrology has really been a passion for me. And it's such a wisdom tool. So I'm psyched that we get to talk about it today. It is definitely a wisdom tool. And what I wanted to present to people today is some information about how it can help us tap into our our strength, but also our areas of challenges, and especially for our kids, because as parents, we have our own idea of who we want our kids to be. But when we have information about maybe things that we can't see as parents, because you know we're not completely objective since we are emotionally involved, uh, the more information we have, the better we can help them. And so we'll go from that. We'll start from that with my question would be, how can astrology help you spot some of your strengths and some of your challenges? 
Yeah, that's a good question. So when we're looking at, when we say we're looking at your astrology, basically we're taking your birth data, where you were born, the time and the location, we're putting it into a computer system and it's generating a map of where all of the planets were at the time of your birth. Now we can go in and read the archetypes of those planets and they give us a really accurate description of who we are and what we've come here to do in this lifetime. We all have different missions and it can tell us our predictable crises, um, the burdens that we've all agreed to come in and, and work through and process, and then some of the gifts that are available to us. And what I have found personally, and also just from working with thousands of clients, is that we have these blind spots. We are with ourselves all day long, and we know ourselves to some extent, but we, don't, we can't see the full picture and sometimes our friends and our family and our parents reflect back to us what they see, but it can be very hard to hear because we get defensive or we don't, we don't want to address something. But there's something really objective about a chart where somebody like an astrologer can go in and say, do you ever find that this happens in your life? And people kind of light up because, first of all, they feel very seen. They feel like, yes, I have felt like that. And then it opens up this whole doorway into so much more information about, well, why do I feel like that? And, and what do I tend to do when I feel like that? And is it helpful? Can I do it in a different way that will lead me to more contentment? Because I think that's kind of the whole point is that we're all looking for more contentment. And so anytime that we have a tool like astrology that can give us some breadcrumbs for how to get there, we like that. <laughs> and so as far as strength, for example, uh, for our kids, what comes to your mind about the kind of strength that we can discover or, or personality traits that could, maybe we could miss as parents because we're too like focused on something and not seeing the rest. Um, do you have any ideas of things that maybe you've seen in your readings that people couldn't see for their, the people who are their loved ones and, and that you can see with astrology? Absolutely. So when we're talking about doing readings for children, um, it's really valuable. And I have two kids of my own, and I will tell you a personal story about what astrology did for me. My youngest daughter was very headstrong and she would get in her mind that whatever she wanted to do was what she was going to do. And if we as parents came in and tried to block her from doing that, she would go into a rage or a meltdown. And it didn't matter what we did, whether we were, you know, firm and strict with her or whether we were soft and loving, whether we were bribing, it didn't matter. We could not get her out of her um, tantrum. And I went and I saw an astrologer. And this astrologer explained to me that she was a child that we were not going to be able to parent in the traditional way. And what I have found being obviously a child myself at one point in my life and having children and being around parents is that we're, we're conditioned to think that we raise children in a certain way. We as parents should be respected and we are the boss and the children should follow our lead and our rules. And the truth is that we're all these sovereign beings and it just doesn't work that well if we are trying to be the dictator. And especially it doesn't work that well with all children. 
And the astrologer explained to me that I needed to, rather than meet her and try to butt heads with her and try to force what I wanted, that I really needed to work side by side with her and um, recognize that she was a very strong little child and that I needed to treat her as such, almost in the same way that I would treat a very strong coworker or a very strong best friend. And, you know, it made all the difference. At this point, she's 15. Um, we're in a very typical sort of mother, teenage daughter time period where there would be headbutting and we get along really well because I still use that. I still allow her for the most part to make her own decisions and to dictate her own life. And I just play support. And I have found in different readings with different people that there are many things like that that show up. You know, some, some children need to make all of their own decisions. And some children have no idea how to make their decisions. Some children are shy and don't ever want to talk to anybody. And some children are headstrong and loud. And we have to know that. We have to be able to see that. And in the astrology chart, we can see it really clearly. And when I'm reading for somebody, I always say, well, here's how you could really work with your child. Here's how you could really support your child. You're here to be your child's teacher and vice versa. And if you want an easy relationship, or at least as easy as it could be, here are some suggestions. And uh, frankly, I've seen that also with my son, with um, because I remember that you mentioned in his reading that he wasn't at ease where, where we were living. And I could see that, but... When you confirm that, it gave me even more determination to start finding a place where he would um, flourish more because he needed more, more na nature around him. And knowing also that a kid, for example, is having trouble with authority or had trouble with authority in, in previous lives helps us as parents to teach them that how to approach that, how to navigate that. Um, do you see also as far as untapped talents, maybe, that we can see as parents because we are too uh, set on how it needs to be. We don't even think outside of the box. That does, Can astrology, astrology help you spot talents that are maybe untapped? Absolutely. Yeah. And, and that's another thing that we see is that we as parents come to the table with an idea of who we want our kids to be and what is important in our family and our culture. And then a lot of times we try to steer them in those directions, but we're all humans and we all are very autonomous. And so sometimes you might have a very scientifically minded family that is very academically achieve, um, they, they are very degreed, but the child is very empathic and intuitive and soft and artistic. And when you have, when you're trying to send your very soft, intuitive, artistic children through the traditional route of science and success and whatnot, it's not going to work very well. And when you know this is a child that actually needs to be allowed to go in a different direction, because of course, child is highly intelligent, it's just the intelligence takes a different form, then you release this whole amount of stress from both the child and the parents 
around trying to fit them through something that's never going to fit and you allow the child to actually flourish. So yes, astrology can show you that can go wrong for the child if you're not paying attention and, and ways to support those things. So it's really a beautiful tool for getting so much inside information that you wouldn't naturally get. And another thing that I wanted to ask you is you mentioned the position of the planets and archetypes. So how does a planet being positioned in a certain certain way um, could influence us? And how do archetypes come in the picture as far as, as far as who we are, who our children are, who we become? Yeah, that's a really good question because astrology is actually a little bit hard to conceptualize. Yeah. Um, and a lot of us were raised with astrology that was very neutral and sort of bland and sun sign horoscope kind of things that people say, well, that could, uh, you know, that could mean something for everybody. But astrology is actually a very, it's a precision tool. And so here's one of the ways that I can make it make sense because a lot of it is just ancient wisdom and we can't prove why ancient wisdom works. We just know that it does. So every planet in the sky is assigned a certain archetype and there are big mythological stories that back that go along with each archetype that explain a lot about the planet. We also look at the time periods that the planets are discovered and what's going on on earth when they're discovered. But we do know that even if you were looking at just astronomy, just looking at planets, that when planets are at certain positions in the sky, history will repeat itself. That's provable. We can see that that absolutely happens. Now, we also know, for example, that we humans are quite affected by the moon yeah. and we're quite affected by the sun. And so why would it be crazy to think that we're quite affected by the other planets? So there's an idea, um, there's something called neutrinos, which are which is basically energy that comes from the planets that then comes down to earth and we are impacted by it. So it's a combination of all of that and probably much more that I'm not even saying or that I couldn't even explain, but it, it works, right? And I know that it works from doing thousands of readings with people and every reading is very different. So it's not that I'm regurgitating the same information. It's that I just look at this map and I say, the sun here means this. And then I reflect it back to the person. And every time they say, yes, how, like, how did you know that? But really the way that I practice astrology is it's just to give you more information. One of my favorite quotes, and I don't remember which astrologer said this. I wish I did. I'd love to credit because I say it a lot is that your astrology chart acts like the elder in the room. Mm. Meaning um, when you need answers, when you need information that is um, with depth, you can go to your astrology chart and you can find those answers. And it's, it's really beautiful, really opens up the vision. For example, I personally, I love to teach and I love to be, even it doesn't, I, I, I do 
uh, theater and stuff like that. So I love doing stuff like that. So it's probably, if you look at my chart, you could probably see those archetypes at the moment when I was born that I would have the teacher archetype and the, I don't know what else archetype. You can see this kind of stuff, right? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. You can see, um, you know, astrology covers every area of our lives. It covers, right, like you said, creativity, a joy, a love of being on stage, um, a joy of teaching and learning, you know, whether you're here in this life to be very financially successful, whether you're here to develop emotional maturity or intelligence, it's all in the chart. And it doesn't mean because it was said this way at our birth that there is no room for correction or improvement or uh, dumbing, maybe something that doesn't help us so much, right? There is room for us to work with that. Absolutely. There's, you know, we're playing with this concepts of fate and destiny. Yeah. Also free will. And every single archetype has a very, very broad spectrum. So there's the side of the archetype that is difficult and um, contracted and very sound asleep and hard. And then there's the side of the archetype that is very integrated and um, where we aspire to be. And what I've found is that we are all always kind of vacillating back and forth along the spectrum. But you may be here, you may have the potential in your chart to become incredibly financially successful, but it's your choice. Yeah. So if you choose to move in that direction, then of course the universe will conspire to bring you there and you'll have to work very hard to get there. So it's not that you snap your fingers and you're a wealthy person. It's that you have to put in the time and effort. If you choose not to put in the time and effort, that's fine too. It's just that you'll be farther to the other side of the spectrum where you're upset that you're not successful, where you're wishing that you were successful, but you don't ever put in the work to get successful. And therefore, all you do is just talk about it. So of course, we're not destined to play out anything, but we will have recurring themes that keep coming along and tapping us to remind us, hey, are you following your path? Or have you chosen to go the other direction? And, um, and I love that. Because, for example, I, I'm a double Capricorn, so I know that I have a tendency to work towards exhaustion even. And because I know that, I catch it earlier than in the past where I would end up in bed for three days because I pushed myself too much. But how does that, does anything change changes throughout life? Because the planets are not always in the same position than the day when we were born. So does it make sense to have a reading about our natal chart and then have other readings throughout our lives to help us uh, get to the best outcome or the the, the happier uh, version of what, what can be? Yeah, definitely. You know, I see, I always tell my clients um, that at least around their birthday, if they, if they get no more readings other than once a year around their birthday is good because you're right. Our lives are so dynamic. They're ever changing. And the beautiful thing about astrology is that you can continue to go deeper and deeper. So the same information will be there, but there's always more to find. There's always a deeper layer to uncover. And 
you know, when we're talking about, for example, your um, double Capricorn nature, well, when you were much younger, you would work to the point of exhaustion and end up in bed, but you've learned so much about how that doesn't work and how to approach it differently. So then if we were going to translate that Capricorn in your chart now, it would be a very different translation than it might've been when you were in your twenties or thirties. And that's how all of astrology works. There's always more info because our lives are always different. We're always a different person with every single reading. So the information will be translated slightly differently. There will be, um, you know, it'll be richer. We'll be able to make more sense of it because we've already been there. We've already done that and made those mistakes. And now we're on to the next version of the path. That's, that's, that's great to know because it's also, do you find with your clients, what I think is that you can beat yourself up because you're like that. But when you start understanding where you came from, then you're more empathic. Like there is more self-compassion and maybe you work more with that lesson. Is that what you find too? Yeah. And I find that most people that come to me for readings are on what I would call a spiritual journey or a spiritual awakening path. And so they are very, they are beginning to wake up to the difference between being unconscious and conscious. And as we all know, when we're younger, we're, we're very unconscious and we do, you know, for example, work ourselves to the point of exhaustion, or we numb our feelings because we don't want to feel them, or we people please and make sure everybody else's needs are being met before our own. And, and I would say that comes from conditioning from our families, but it just comes from not really knowing how to do it any differently. And as we begin to awaken we start to look around our lives, like you're explaining and saying, well, this doesn't work for me and therefore I'm not going to do it. Of course, you still have a drive for success and you still love to work and you're still always um, kind of working with what you have to get more and more, but you're doing it in a much more sustainable way. And so that's what I find with clients is that we're kind of working toward how can you make this inherent natural part of you how can you integrate it so that you feel better you're of much more service to the world um and you like your life a lot more yeah um so now let's go toward the the spiritual journey what kind of things have you seen or comes to your mind because of all the readings that you've done where you were able to give an indication to maybe a parent or someone regarding a loved one uh, or regarding their spiritual journeys, that journey that would help them having a better relationship. Because I know for me, you mentioned um, one of my kids was struggling with authority and me knowing that helped me approach it in a different way. And I knew that it was a spiritual lesson. So it, it, I can help that kid better. What kind of things have you seen, for example? Well, I will say that um, when we have a lot of water in our chart, so that is the sign of the signs of Cancer, Scorpio, and Pisces, those tend to be where we are very empathic very with the potential to be tuned into uh, spirituality. And that is intuition 
and insight and feeling into other people's emotions. So we can see that very clearly. And if that's the case with you or your child, you want to recognize that because you want to recognize that this child or you yourself are very impacted by the environment in a way that most aren't. And when we're looking at a lot of earth signs, and that would be Taurus, um, Virgo, and Capricorn, then we're looking at logic and we're looking at a child or you that approaches the world through the lens of logic and hard work, like you said, with Capricorn. And that's good to know too. And with the air signs, which are Gemini, Libra, and Aquarius, that is mental. That's a lot of intellectual energy. So a child or yourself that's constantly spinning information around and trying to make sense of it. And then, of course, the fire signs, which are Aries, Leo, and Sagittarius, those are the action-oriented, a little bit louder, a little bit more brazen signs. And so even just using the four elements can give you such insight into who you are as a person, what your tendencies are, how to work with them. And like you said, when you know that your child or yourself, when you know, can struggle with authority, that's good to know because then you as the parent, you don't want to come in and act as the dictator because that's going to get pushback. So you need to kind of figure out how do I slide in and become maybe still an authority, but less of a dictator so that my child can respond. And it's like that with all of these different ways as if it sort of gives you the keys to the castle. Oh, how do I deal with, yeah. Teens, especially with teens, because I know I had to to take that turn and and become more an impactor rather than a dictator, uh, like a guide and an impactor, because otherwise you would create conflict, constant conflict, and you go nowhere with that. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's great to know for the, the example of the earth, the elements and the signs that you gave us are, are great because parents can use that. Uh, there is more than moon, sun, and ascendant signs, right? You can read more, you, because you're an expert, you can read more professionally than those three signs because that's kind of very limiting. Yeah. Okay. I would say if you are a novice and you're just curious about astrology, that when you're looking at your chart or the chart of your child to just focus on the sun, the moon and the rising sign. Okay. That will give you plenty of information about how to work. Um, If you begin to learn more, there are many other planets and astrology is a really big map. So it's, it's not something that is um, that you can necessarily jump into and know everything immediately, but the sun, moon, and rising are a great place to start. And I had mentioned, we had talked about this before we started recording. I do have an astrology ebook on my website, which you can download. And it will go over all of the planets and a few asteroids. And it will give you all of the archetypes for the signs. And it's a beginner guide, but it certainly is something that you can have all of it right in front of you at once without having to Google too much. And you can get a very interesting slice of insight into yourself or, or your child just by using that book. And that's a great resource. So what's your website? Can you give so it? it? 
Yeah, it's nathacampanella.com. And my name is N-A-T-H-A. And of course, Campanella is the way that it sounds. Yeah, and you can, yeah, I'll, you can link it to. I'll link it in the description. Um, so the, one of my uh, favorite questions is about love and self-love. Do you, how can we use astrology to cultivate self-love? There are a way to do that. Yeah, I mean, in astrology, the archetype that goes with self-love really well is Taurus. And Taurus is associated with the planet Venus. But we get a lot of information about how, how much self-love we have access to the way that we take care of ourselves and the things that we can do to really support. And a lot of that has to do with pleasure. You know, many of us don't allow ourselves very much pleasure. We get very focused on other people and on being good and being productive and, you know, all of these things. And we lose sight of taking care of ourselves and seeing ourselves clearly and with astrology, yes, you can, even if you, all you looked at was the Taurus in your chart to determine, you know, where do I need to, where do I need to give myself more love and make a point of it? And that's easier said than done, yes. but it's so important, isn't it? It can start very small also. It can start with um, the example that I always give is when you put lotion on your skin, you can just infuse it with love because it doesn't take more time than putting lotion on your skin. And that, that way you, you infuse your cells with love. Um, you give, <clears throat> sorry, you give some kind of an astrology forecast every week, right? I think on your Instagram. Yes. So, now, how does that help? Like, how does that work? Yeah. So when I do like an astrology forecast, what I'm looking at is where the planets are in the sky right now. And that's something that kind of touches back to a question that you asked earlier. We have our natal chart, which is where the planets were when we were born, but then the planets are always moving about in the sky. And as the planets are in the sky, they're doing different things and they're impacting the planets in our natal chart. Um, they're also just impacting us. And when I do the weekly astrology forecast, I'm talking about what the planets in the sky are doing and how we can, um, how that, how we might feel affected. So an example, and I think most people have heard of Mercury retrograde at this yeah. point, but Mercury is a planet that is very personal because it's about the way that we communicate and the way that we connect with the people in our lives. Mercury is one of the fastest moving planets. It moves very quickly through the sky. But when it goes retrograde, it appears by optical illusion to turn backward. And what happens is that we here on Earth, we also have to pivot and turn backward in a sense. And it will always revolve around the ways that we have been communicating or connecting. So a retrograde says there are some improvements to be made which is why people hate Mercury retrograde because we find that we have communication issues. We have missed, we have cross wires with people. We have conversations where I swear I was clear and the other person says they weren't clear at all. And the point really is that we do go back and we clean up so that we can continue to improve and get better. 
And that's just an example of how, of, of what the planets in the sky would do to, that would affect us directly. And what I found with Mercury retrograde, it even has to do with the way we communicate with ourselves. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, it's so obvious. Um, and your weekly forecast can help, let's say, if you know that there is some tension around something, you can be prepared and start responding instead of reacting that week because you know that maybe you can anticipate some something and vice versa or there is it's a time to start something new so it can I know it things like this really help me I I I take it very seriously and I use it during that specific week I I want to thank you Neta for being here again because I really like you said astrology is so broad And I personally don't understand it uh, really. And it's still such an amazing resource that we can use to make our life easier. So I thought it it was a must for parents to at least talk a little bit about that and maybe go and check your website, download your ebook. You also give readings. And uh, so what do people have to do to get a reading from you? Yeah, so I give readings, many different kinds of readings. And in fact, there are some options for children readings. And, um, you know, we can always slide a few children into a single reading, right? If you're just wanting to get a sense. And what I find is that people, especially if they're struggling with some behavior of a child, then they'll want to get a reading. And it's always very enlightening. So yes, you can find many kinds of readings, whether you want a personal one for you, whether you'd like a relationship reading with a partner or a business partner or a best friend, or if you'd like a family reading or a child reading, you can find all of those options on my website. And, you know, we meet one-on-one and and it's a conversation. So you get to ask questions and explain the situation. And then I look at the charts and show you what's there. It's always, I, I love those readings. Yeah, I know. I love the ones you you gave me because it really helped a lot. And maybe it's time to get a new one. (laughs) Okay. Thank you, Neta, for being here. Um, Thank you to the audience for listening or watching us. And I really encourage you to go look at Neta's website and, and also book a reading with her because it will give you so much more clarity and direction to help you. So that's it for today. Bye, Neta. Thank you so much for having me. (laughs) And I see you guys in my next episode. Have a wonderful week co-parenting with the universe. Bye for now. Do you want to deepen your connection to the divine, speed up your progress on the spiritual path, then tune in to the Spirit Matters podcast. I'm the host, Philip Goldberg, and I interview experts with wisdom, insight, and practical guidance for every seeker of truth. Spirit Matters on the mindbodyspirit.fm network. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.